Um, hi, Heart Church. Uh, I have to say, um, I always love coming here. Uh, okay. okay, I just need to be honest here for a second. Um, okay, this space, okay, is amazing. All right, uh, we've been slumming it. So, uh, when compared to this, uh, I mean, th- this is awesome. Great job, Heart Church, because uh, this is great. The, the kids' space over there, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, if you're not in the pastor's world and you're, you know, you try not to like compare churches. <laughs> but when you start walking in, you're like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> no, it's God's good, right? Um, worship team, hey, uh, well done on ushering in the presence of the Lord. Um, that is well done. Um, you know, you can be in churches and they can just like, just kind of, you know, do, do go through the song set and you check your boxes and you be done and let's move on to the next thing. Hey, Heart Church, that's not what you do. Um, well done, uh, because that's not, that's not typical, right? This day and age, you walk into a church and it's go through the motion, get to the guy who talks and let me leave so I can go to lunch, Right? Heart Church doesn't do that. Man, that was refreshing. That was refreshing to come in. I'm sorry I started yelling at you, but the reality is sometimes we need a little bit of get up on you, right? Come on. I mean, that, that's just kind of what it is. So, um, uh, so thank, you for, uh, thank you for having us back, and uh, we love uh, partnering together here in Escondido. Heart Church, you guys are um, ministering to Escondido. You're meeting needs of the people in Escondido. I know the Lord looks down upon the community of Heart Church and says, well done, uh, because you're taking care of my kids. Um, and so what a, what a great partnership to be with. Um, I know my wife and I, and uh, uh, partnering with um, my wife's Heather too, uh, Shane and Heather. And um, uh, it's, just, it's just great to be here. It's great to partner with churches that we're, we're kingdom-minded. That's what we're all about. It's just about the kingdom. That's all we're trying to do, right? I don't know about you, but I want, when I go to heaven, I want to I come in hot. You know what I mean? Like, you come like, boom, we're like, woo! <laughs> you know I mean? Because we've been serving God, but, you know, and Jesus is like, yeah! You know what I mean? Like, woo You came in hot because, really, that is, okay, we, we always put, we always have these priorities in our life, and you know what? The only thing that matters is what God's doing, and you just be a part of it right? It's really all that matters. God's not going to ask you about how big your business was. God's not going to be asking you on, you know, oh, how was, you you know, how many toys did you have or what kind of car did you have? All he's going to ask you is, hey, who did you love well, right? What did you do with what I gave you, right? That's what he's going to do. And wow, man, I look around, I look at these faces. I don't know many, but I can tell you God's favor is upon this place. And I just want you to recognize that. Recognize that where you're at. You need to recognize that. I know, I know Shane intimately. I know the pastor. And I can tell you right now that he's been on his knees praying for you. I know that. I know that he suffers in prayer because to, to, he wants to see the people he shepherds win. Man, you're in a good place. I got to tell you that. If you don't know that, I'm going to tell you that. You're in a very good place. Lean into it because you're going to be loved here. This is a safe place to be who you are. This is a safe place to recognize who Jesus is. It's a safe place to even get mad about it. It's a safe place to just be you to discover who God has created you to be. 
This place is a safe place for that. And so that's why I like coming back here because it feels like home. You guys are in a, I love this. I love this series, right? You got to have confidence as a pastor to have a series that says messy church. I mean, come on. But to be honest, um, I don't know that you are a good pastor unless you understand that it is messy, right? And so you guys have been going through this series. You're in the third stage of that series. I have the privilege of continuing part of that series. This is always, this is always a little hard for uh, a guest speaker because you're like, you haven't been here the first couple of weeks, so you don't know the tone of what's happening. You can kind of be like, Shane, dude, give me something, bro. It's like, you know, help me out, you know? You know? But I'm excited about this because this is our wheelhouse. My wife and I, this is who we are. We do messy. We do messy because the reality is this, we're messy. We're messy people. That's just the reality. And so tonight, we're good. Tonight. I do night church. I'm sorry. <laughs> this morning, uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about messy church, beautiful family. Now, that's interesting. Messy church, beautiful family. Hey, did you know that we are all part of a blended family? Hey, did you know that? Yeah, the Bible says that. The Bible says if you and I have said yes to Jesus, taken that step of faith that Jesus is who he said he was, I'm a sinful man, I say yes to that. And if you've done that, we're all part of a family. It's that big, the biggest Brady Bunch scenario you've ever seen, right? Who's got, who's got the song in their mind right now? Dun, 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 right? Okay. And you see the boxes coming in, you know what I mean? It's like that. But for our family, it just keeps on going, right? Because there's a million, dun, 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 right? It just keeps looping, 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 looping. And then as far as you get out, it goes far, far, far out. And then you look at the picture and what does the picture look like? It shows a cross. Wow. You know, for some of us, it's a bummer to learn that we're family. Right? Right? You know, because when we, when we get to heaven, we're going to spend eternity together. We have a hard time sometimes being together for a couple hours together, right? But here's the blessedness of being a family in heaven. All that attitude and junk stays on this earth, and then we are together just praising God, right? Right? But until then, you got to sit next to that person, or you got to say hi to that person, or you got to deal with the messy. Hmm. We've heard it said that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But is that true here? You know, I'm convinced that the reason why the church family is beautiful is because it's messy. In the same way that the gospel isn't good news until you hear the bad news, the beauty of the church family can't be truly seen and appreciated until we understand the messy. And for that reason, hey, giddy up, people. We're going to jump into the messy because I think when we have a beautiful understanding of the messy, we will be able to look at the church family and go, wow, 
that messy is very beautiful because we are a family together and we're going to jump in. Ready? Okay, if you have your word, turn to John chapter 8. If you don't, look up on the screen because it's, you know, 2021, so, you know, who carries anything these days? Okay, but can I, can I get an amen for having something in your hands? Okay, I, I, I'm not, you know, hey, I, I, got the st- I got the thing in the U version and God bless you version and whatever, but come on. Everybody pulls out their phones. I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not, don't feel guilty. I'm just saying this is nice. Plus, when you're a pastor, you have to do it like this. Anyway, <clears throat> okay, here we go. Here we go, John chapter 8, starting in verse 2. We're going to read the entire thing together. Just kidding. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, Verse 2, at dawn, he went to the temple again, and all the people were coming to him. This is Jesus. He sat down and began to teach them. Isn't it interesting that we're jumping into a story where Jesus went to church? Okay. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law of Moses... In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him in order that they might have evidence to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, the one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. I don't know about you, but one of the first things I'm going to ask Jesus when we get to heaven is like, okay, what in the world did you write on the ground? Because I want to know, right? And the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm not going to tell you, right? (laughs) Verse 9, when they heard this, when they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older man. I feel like there's a message probably just in that, but anyway. Only he was left with the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go, and from now on, sin no more. The first messy observation that I would ask for you to consider is this. Messy is reality. Messy is reality. Verse 3, then the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. The one thing in this interaction that no one disputes is the reality of the sin. Adultery happened and everyone knew it. I don't have to do much convincing to us to, for us to agree that life can be messy. Sin is messy and we all have it in us. According to the Bible, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned. It doesn't say some, it doesn't say most, it doesn't say little. It says, for we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, for some, maybe the messy isn't as visible. Maybe, maybe it's in your thought life. Maybe it's feelings. Maybe it's memories, decisions, hopes, dreams, hurts. Opinions, attitude, sense of purpose, value. We're all at different places on the journey. Let that be known. But the reality of the messy is the same. 
There's a measure of messy that just does not go away until we meet Jesus. It's called humanity. That's the reality. That's why Jesus spent his time with the messy ones. That's why he went to find the messy ones, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the sinners, and the sick ones. Messy is the normal. Messy is the tangible truth of our everyday. Jesus showed us that in who he engaged with. You know who he didn't have patience for? He didn't have patience for the people that didn't understand they were messy. He didn't have patience for the Pharisees. He didn't have patience for the religious leaders, the people that thought they were so clean and tidy, so completely put together, or at least on the outside. That's what they appeared to be. But here's where we start to see a hint of what could be. See, acknowledgement of the messy is the beginning of something potentially beautiful. Because the seeds of beauty are hidden in the messy. Real life is actually found in the messy. That's why Jesus pursued the messy ones. We certainly all know that family is messy. Whatever your family of origin is, even right now, right, we've all done this. If you've done Sunday mornings long enough to know We've all, we've all had those experiences where it was a total explosion Sunday morning and you come walking in the door like, hey, good to see you, right? It's the, it's the hey, how are you? What do we all answer? Fine, Fine. good, great. great, liar, just kidding, no, I was kidding. <laughs> but isn't that what we do? That's what we do. It's the reality. But we all know that family's messy, but why is it that we walk into this family and can't be messy? Why do I, when I have to walk in that door, put on, put on a fake self so that I feel like you think that I have it together enough to be here and be good? My wife and I have three kids. They're older now, praise the Lord. Sorry for all the little ones. That's just the reality. Hey, sorry, bro. I started early, so don't blame me. Okay. <clears throat> but Sunday mornings, okay, were a, I'm not going to say they were a nightmare, but they were horrific. Okay. Because you know how it can get. You could wake, oh, you could wake up like, oh, the sun is shining. God is strong. The spirit is here. And then you see your kids and they ain't dressed, and you got to leave in three minutes? Oh, man. It's like the wrath. Maybe I shouldn't say that. It wasn't good. And then we had to roll up in the parking lot like, now, there's forgiveness as there's grace, but usually not on Sunday mornings when we're trying to get there, right? It's like, you better be good getting out there. Hey, good to say, hey, you know, because that's what we do. That's what we do. The reason why we're laughing is because we did it this morning, right? That's what it was. Come on. What if we were to be able to walk in that door and the person that you see is how are you doing and just go, man, this has been a tough day and a tough start. Man, I had an argument with my wife on the way here. Man, my kids were just bugging me. Why? Why would we not do that instead? Now, okay, okay. 
There could be an argument that you don't want to disrupt what's happening. It could be an argument that you don't want to take somebody's time for your problems. There could be an argument for all of that. I, I get that. You, you don't want to disrupt what God is doing. But do we, oh, jeez. Do we really think God can't figure it out when we come in with real, authentic, reality, messy life into the place where he's to heal? Is it possible that he is big enough to create messy when you walk in, to, to create beauty out of the messy when you walk in? But how many of us are going to do that next week? <laughs> There wasn't a lot of amens on that question. <laughs> because we are in a culture that we do it a certain way. You come in, you put the good face on, and it's not like we're trying to lie. You know what I mean? If by the third time that somebody really, so how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. No, no, seriously. Like, how you doing? No, <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Oh my gosh. You know, what if, what if we looked at the messy as the opportunity for God to be God? What if all this time we've been holding back the beauty? What if, what if we've been the ones that been trying to contain messy so that when I come in and I see everyone that it appears to be beautiful but inside there is no beauty? What if, what if you and I have, since we're so concerned about not showing mess, have not allowed God to create this family to be beautiful because we've been faking it for so long and not allowing the gifting of the people in our spiritual family to minister to us. Did you know that God largely works through the people that you're in community with than just straight with you? Did you know that? Because he's gifted. That's why we're a family. That's why it's like that. We share spiritual DNA. When I come in and I'm hurting, God knows that, God sees that, and when I vocalize that, he's already prepared for me a pathway of some gifting in this church to minister to me. And then beauty is created. Could it be that we're the ones that withhold the beauty because we're fearful of what someone's going to think? Oh, friends. Hmm. The messy is reality. How beautiful would a church family be if we were to come walking up on a Sunday morning with our mess exposed and find the loving arms of our family? Because think of it this way. Apart from the messy, oh, come on, hear this, please. Apart from the messy, 
Where do you find the beautifully unexplainable and unreasonable displays of forgiveness, compassion, mercy, and reconciliation? If, okay, ready? If there's no mess, you don't need grace. Who wants to get in that box? There's not a person here that would be like, okay, either be real and accept grace or go without grace. I feel there wouldn't be, I would hope that we would choose, oh, okay, I'll be real all day because I need the grace. I need grace to just, my gosh, to be forgiven for what I did this morning. But we hold back. You know what? I, okay, I don't want, okay. <clears throat> I don't want to declare something on a community that may not be there. So I want to give you freedom. I am, I am giving, okay. I am giving a universal truth that needs to be apparent in the church. That's what I'm giving. Don't take something on that is not a reality for you. Does that make sense? I am not declaring in this place that there's no beauty in here and messy people come in and can't be beautiful. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a reality, but I'm getting enough head nods to tell me you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I want to release anybody that's like, gosh, I feel like we were doing a good job. Like I came in, I was crying, I was hugged, and gosh, I felt like grace, but my God. I want to release you from that. But in a room this size with this many people, there's at least a percentage of people that have mess, but walk in as if they don't. Amen? It's in the messy that we find the beauty of God's grace and undeserved favor. It's only out of the messy, hear this, it's only out of the messy and through the messy that triumphant victory is found. The messy is the time of transition into victory. But see, if we deny the mess completely, we never can get to the point of victorious freedom. Right? There's, there's no, I, I don't need to be set free because there's no mess. I know I've been there on enough things in my life. I got this, Lord. <laughs> okay. Messy is our reality. Gosh, if you get anything from this message, and I hope at least you get something, I would say as you walk out that door, don't look at messy as a bad thing. Look at messy as reality. I don't know about you, I'd rather deal with me messy reality all day long than a fake beauty. All day long. Because you know what? <laughs> Jesus didn't hang around fake beauty. Jesus chased the messy. He found comfort in the messy. Oh, and they, the messy thronged. They wanted Jesus. Oh, man. The quicker we realize that messy is our reality and accept that in ourselves and in others, we will be able to see and appreciate the beauty of this family, but more importantly, we come closer to the realization of victorious freedom. Amen? The second thing that I want you to consider is messy is raw. 
This is very important to understand. Messy is raw. Verse 2 through 5, at dawn, he went to the temple again, and all the people were coming to him. He sat down, began to teach them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman, walked into the church, trying to do church, trying to do Jesus' church, trying to do real church, a bunch of messy people here. Here comes the pastors coming in with some woman, throws her out right in the middle. says, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman, so what do you say? Don't you, you know, you know you just want to, uh, sorry, sometimes I read that, I just want to slap them. Because here's the reality, this is what we need to understand about the woman. She was likely caught in the act, which means they were looking for it. It's just this ugly truth that was happening. These people that, oh, we're perfect, we're awesome, we're amazing, there's no mess in this place, no mess in this house, so we're going to go find a mess, we're going to go peek through some windows, or we're going to follow this woman because we know who she's all about. And that as she's in the act, we're going to yank her out of there because we're loving people, because that's what God would want us to do. We're going to take her into church where the Son of God is doing real church and loving people. We're going to throw her likely naked in front of everyone and say, ha ha, got her. What do you say, creator of the universe? How raw for that woman. How raw in that moment. Humiliation, smothering shame, overwhelming embarrassment, vulnerability. Her mess is completely and totally on display. Is there anything more emotionally and spiritually raw that you could think of? Put yourself in that place. You've been caught in whatever thing you have. It doesn't have to be adultery, but... You were caught right in the middle of it, brought out right in front of your peers, in front of everybody, and everybody pointed at you and said, ha ha, got you. What do you think, Pastor Jesus? What do we do with her? What do we do with him? See, this is an important thing for us to realize because if we begin to acknowledge mess and be okay with mess, we have to understand what mess does to an individual. It's vulnerable, Defenses are down when you're in the midst of having admitted your mess. Your defenses are down in hope. Listen, hopelessness is knocking at the door, waiting to come in. Because what transpires when a person is in the, when a person is in the midst of the messy lodges itself in the DNA of the soul. So that woman right there, put yourself in that place, vulnerable, ready, weak, raw. Whatever happens from this moment forward will be something that she, you, I will never be able to let go because it is so raw. See, that's why we don't like messy. That's why we don't want to admit messy because when I admit it, if I don't get acceptance, if I don't get forgiveness, it's devastating So that's why we don't want to walk into the door and admit our mess because I don't know if you're going to love me for it. I don't know if you're going to forgive me for the thing that I did.
Because what transpires after somebody acknowledges and exposes their mess is going to lodge itself in their life for the rest of their life. And it could be beautifully inspiring, encouraging because of the family that loves them and forgives them, or it could be devastating and destructive. With the woman caught in adultery from the religious leader's point of view, convicted and sentenced to death. That's already been done. That's already, that, that, that is her reality condemnation and shame was her reality. You know, and if I'm being honest with you, I wish this wasn't true, but the reality is this. The attitudes of the religious leaders is still alive today in the church at large. Those that believe they aren't really messy, those that believe like, I got it together, bro. (laughs) Like, dude, I've been doing this church thing for 83 years. I'm good. I got this. You need to catch up to where I am. And then there's those that believe they were messy, but no longer are. I've dealt with my mess, but now I'm, I'm good. See, the problem is, though, is the sour fruit that is produced by those attitudes is two things, judgment and expectation. Judgment... I'm doing good, you're not. Expectation, you need to do better. Do better, suck less. Right? Can you not, can, okay, you you could probably think of somebody that probably fits that mold and they're in the church, not this church, hopefully not. Okay, good scan. I see engaging faces, not, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So what if when Messi comes walking in the door, and is confronted with judgment and expectation in the raw places of their life, the beauty of the family will never be seen. It breaks down. And we as a church, come on, we as a church can't be surprised if people don't want to be a part of that family because it's ugly. Now listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to throw down condemnation, but, but there is a reality that, that we have just gotten to this mold of church. We do it a certain way. There's a model a certain way. Like we, we've just kind of done this. And it's not like we choose to, right? It's not like we've chosen to not accept people. We would never do that, but we've gotten this place of like it. Since it's not like how we do it, or it's, they're not in our same space, or we, it's almost like our automatic, and, and maybe it's just me. Okay, I'm not gonna put, maybe this is just me. Our default position is not to go towards them, it's to go away from them. And that is humanity, that is the reality, that's, that's, that's what has happened but what if we intended to take a step forward, the messy? What if, because here's the deal. <laughs> we all got junk. We all got junk, okay? And, 
And even, even in the span of time, hour and a half sitting in this room, some more junk has happened. This is a reality, right? You know, in your head, you could be like, get off the stage, punk. Don't be telling me what to do. That's between you and Jesus, by the way, okay? Right? I don't want to sit next to that person. Why is that person there? Gosh, leave me alone, right? We all have junk, and it's messy. Gosh, but what if we embraced it? Gosh, what if... Why is it that messy people ran to Jesus, but messy people run away from the church? Let's chew on that for a second. I'm a pastor of a church. That hurts. Probably shouldn't have said it. (laughs) Jesus said himself by this, by this, John 13, 35, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you what? Love who? One another. Do you know who he was talking to? He was talking to his disciples. You know, it's interesting. We can read that verse and say, you know, oh, if the way we love other people outside of the church is... Now, is that true? Yes, Yes, that part is true. But what Jesus is saying is, you know how the messy people are going to feel like this is a beautiful family? Is if you and me love each other well. Because they can see themselves. They want to go, I want a part of that. I want to be loved like that. That, 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 because I know, I know him and he shouldn't be loved like that, but he is. Come on. What, what if that was our, right? Don't you want to go to that church? Come on. And it could be here again. No offense. Gosh, I want to go to that. I want my church to be, this is, this is a terrible message. I I need, (laughs) I'm being, I'm getting convicted right now. I need to do better. Okay. But hear me. When we either expose the messiness of our own life or we see it in somebody else, we cannot underestimate the impact of our influence on the messy in someone's life or our own. If we underestimate that, we may very well be contributing to that mess. So when messy comes a calling, gosh, let's embrace it. Let's let beauty. Okay, do we need to be reminded of what fertilizes beauty? right? We can, we can all smell it, okay? Isn't that an interesting illustration? Look at the amazing flowers. That's awesome. How do you make them grow? Oh, you throw a bunch of stuff on it, right? Come on. That was part of my mess. I'm sorry. I almost said it. I just kidding. <laughs> Forgive me. Okay. Embrace me. Okay. Here we go. Third and last point for you to consider. Best part. Ready? Oh, you weren't supposed to put it up yet. Oh, man. Jeez. Well, it's out now. Come on. Okay, I'm going to ramp it up again. Okay. The third and most amazing point ever. Come on. Messy is redeemable. Messy is redeemable. Come on. Messy is redeemable. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Though I would never... Oh, I feel so terrible for the woman that was exposed like that. But boy, if you're going to be exposed, wouldn't you want it to be in front of Jesus? That he already knew it was coming and he's prepared to cover you. Come on. Man. 
Verse 10 and 11, when Jesus stood up, he said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Gosh, don't you love how Jesus walks you into that conversation? Hey, look around, child. Look around, son. Look around, daughter. Anybody condemned you? Well, we would probably say yes. But Jesus' answer, neither do I condemn you. Hear me clearly. Messy is the reason for the cross. Messy is the reason why Jesus' feet needed to be on this earth. Jesus came to redeem the messy. And when messy meets a family that receives and loves the messy how Jesus did, beauty is born and thrives. What, what if we responded to the messy in others how Jesus did in us? No condemnation. But exactly what we have received, love, forgiveness, grace, mercy. Gosh, isn't that where beauty is born? Isn't that where beauty is found? Let's be released from the perfection and embrace progress. Perfection doesn't exist on this planet, in case you didn't know that. Progress does. And it's called being saved by grace. Did you know that we're all on a journey? We're all on a journey of life. So one thing we all have in common, not only that we are spiritually a family, but we're all on a journey. We're all trying to achieve what God has called us to do. And do you know that that journey doesn't end until you see Jesus face to face? You never finish the journey, ever. Why would we ever have an expectation of the messy to be resolved already when they haven't met Jesus? Why? You would never want that expectation to be put on you. Like, why aren't you done with your stuff yet? Get it together, bro. Like, geez, why aren't you over this already? We would never want that for ourselves. What if we celebrate everybody's journey exactly where they are, so much so that we expect the mess, we celebrate the mess and go, hey, I'm celebrating with you because you're on your way. Hey, now listen, don't get me wrong. There are people that you gotta, you know, hey, wake up. Dude, judgment's real. Get on board. Like, get down the journey. You, you gotta ask forgiveness. You gotta get right. Like, you, you gotta start making better decisions. Listen, that is a reality. But for us that are stumbling into sin, but we're just trying to live this life out, it's hard. Earth sucks. That's just the reality. That's just the, what it is. We need grace. And we're all on that journey. Amen? Amen? And it's messy. And sometimes it gets messier. And now please, don't, don't hear any of this wrong. Calling it messy and acknowledging it messy isn't a license to keep it messy. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't get to come in and say, oh, I'm messy. And then you make no work to get 
better, right? Like you, you got to get, and we know that because verse 10, Jesus says it, right? It's not like Jesus didn't go, hey, you, you know, no big deal. You're, you know, not condemned and good high five later. No, Jesus says in verse 10, Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Have they not condemned you? No one, Lord, and he said, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Now, does that mean perfection? No. no, it doesn't mean perfection. It says, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize, and that's Jesus. Keep your eyes on what God has taken you. And as you stumble with who you are in your mess, beauty comes because we're saved by grace in a family like this, and we're celebrating the journey with each other. Amen? What makes the family beautiful? It's the messy that makes it beautiful. Who knows? <clears throat> Maybe we've, what we've called messy all this time is actually the beautiful reality of the family of God at work. You ready to be messy? Because <laughs> you are. <laughs> We are, we're messy, but maybe we celebrate it and allow the beauty of the family of God to do what God has called the church to do, is to love people well, love them on the journey, because the reality is messy church, when done right, makes a beautiful family. Amen? Let's stand together. Come on. What time are we supposed to be done here? 15 minutes ago? Hey, this is the, so this is the good thing about a guest speaker. I don't have to follow the rules. <laughs> okay. And I'm sorry, the parents with kids are like, let's get it done. Let's be done. Okay, here we go. So this is what, we're going to do something different. <laughs> Who's nervous? We're going to expose all the messy. Just kidding. No, that's not what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. And... If you need prayer, I don't know what you, if you need prayer, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. You don't have to tell anybody what the prayer is. I just need you to acknowledge that you need prayer. If you're comfortable and you need prayer, can you raise your hand? Okay. Look around. Okay. Whoever has their hand up, if you're comfortable, I'm going to ask somebody to lay their hand on that person. Okay. Doesn't matter. Lay their hand on that person. There you go. Perfect. Come on, reach out right over there. Come on. Sorry, this is probably not COVID proper, but come on, Jesus will cover that, right? Come on. There's a reason why we're doing this. Does anybody, does anybody know how the church started? What were they devoted to? Prayer. They were devoted to prayer. This is what we're going to do. I'm just going to pray. And the people around the ones that need prayer are going to agree whatever that prayer is. And you're just going to be mindful, laying hands on. We're going to ask God to be doing wondrous things in their life. Amen? Amen? Come on, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for tonight. Gosh, see, there I go again. 
thank you for this morning. We thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for what you have been doing and what you're continuing to do. Lord, for those that raise their hand, quite frankly, Lord, here's the reality. We all needed to raise our hands. We all need prayer. And so, Lord, what we're asking right now is that you be God in their life. You be God in their world. Lord, whatever that request is, whatever, whatever that hurt, Lord, we're asking for healing if there's healing, Lord. We're asking for hearts to be healed. Lord, we're asking for physical healing, whatever that is, Spirit of God, come upon them in the name of Jesus, Lord. We're praying right now, Father, that you would be God in their lives. We welcome you. May their hearts say yes. May their hearts say yes right now. If your heart is saying no, may your heart say yes to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to work in you as he sees. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We honor you in what you're doing, Lord, and we ask that you would continue to be God, continue to be God, Lord. May you do wondrous things, Lord. May we be different. May we be different than this world because of your indwelling spirit in our life right now, Lord. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say amen. We honor you, Lord God, for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Is there a... Am I good to just be done? What?